Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to High Spirits. I'm Jay Stagman, and with me, as always, is my best pal, Noelle Schmidt. <laughs> That's right. Hi, Noelle. How are you? I'm fine. Uh, everybody, <laughs> we uh, would like to welcome you to a show called High Spirits, in which uh, we drink alcohol and we talk about ghosts. Ooh. Uh, so, Noelle, what you drinking? Uh, I'm drinking Hobnob Pinot Noir. Brush up an elbow with someone. Hobnob. I don't know. Okay. No, I like it. I like the attempt. I like the way that you looked when you said it. (laughs) It was a nice combination of like uh, uh, commitment, but also it may not work. Nope. Flying by the seat of my pants over here. But that was an exercise in bravery. Thank you. Uh, Thank you. I am drinking Double India Pale Ale. Hop smack. Hop smack. Mm Mm-hmm. Is it smacking you in the face with hops? It is. It's a delicioso. It's from um, Toppling Goliath Hop Patrol. From Decorah, Iowa. I went to college there for a couple of years. Oh, yeah? Yeah. They kick you out? More or less, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But now you're a sophisticated college-educated woman. I made a life change. Hey, you know what? Sometimes we gotta make a life change. Mm -hmm. Anywho, speaking of life changes, let's talk about ghostesses. Okay. Because when... (laughs) When one dies, they are no longer alive. It's a That's life change. That's a life change. Uh-huh. That's good. Nice transition. <laughs> I'm telling you, I can segue into anything. Wow. Uh, it is a skill that I should probably put at the bottom of my resume. <laughs> All right. Segway master. Right? Not like the Segway um, uh, vehicle. Yeah. Yeah. The boobie you, ha- bop, bop, you haven't mastered those Segways yet. Uh, yeah. Actually, I have. I have I've driven them, and I am not bad at them. Oh, I will okay. say this. They do wreak havoc a bit on one's calves. Interesting. Yeah. So a friend of the show, Neil Arsenti, uh-huh. um, uh, he used to do Segway tours. I think he'd be okay with me saying this. Yeah. And uh, I never, he never complained about his calves. What he would complain about would be his <laughs> burnt head. He was always very, very, very sunburned. Very sunburned. And uh, it would be pretty funny because... They would be doing tours on the lake and on Navy Pier and the um, museum campus in Chicago. And that like that was kind of like the route. And without fail, like somebody would break down and he'd have to like figure out how to fix it. Yeah. And he'd have like this group of like 20 people just and half of them barely speaking any English because they're like European tourists. Mm -hmm. So fun stuff for that guy. Yeah. Well, that was an amazing story. Thank You're you. welcome, everybody. <laughs> um, well, speaking of uh, more amazing stories, we've got so much to dish. Uh, my friend Noelle and I just went to Los Angeles. Los Angeles. We did. Um, I had an amazing time. Noelle did not. I was there for work. I was there for, like, the time of my life. Yes. Um, every time I would post something to Facebook, which was, I don't know, every other hour, Noel was like, again, yeah, again, you're somewhere new now. Yeah. I, well, listen, I hit it and quit it. You had a great time and I was there for work. Uh huh. Saw Marilyn Monroe's, uh, grave, which is pretty important to me. Right. She's in the same cemetery as a one, uh, Nally Wood murdered, murdered. Also Dorothy Stratton, who was murdered. Yeah, yeah, all three ladies murdered. Murdered. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Men are terrible. Yep. Um, I mean, hashtag not all men, but let's face it. If you're a woman in Hollywood, you're more than likely murdered by a man, which brings me to my tale. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Today, um, 
we're gonna we're gonna talk about uh, some of the ghosts of Hollywood. Um, we cannot talk about all of them. You guys, for a city that has not been on uh, the map, uh, the cultural <laughs> American map for all that long, boy, is there a lot of murder there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, it, it's a dog-eat-dog place. Yeah. Town. There's probably a dog eating another dog right yeah. now there, because that's how fucked up L.A. is. Right. It's very cutthroat. It is very cutthroat. They're probably, like, trying out for the role of Benji Reboot, and one mm-hmm. of them is, like, just murdering the other. Yeah. Um... I'll tell you a quick story. Uh, uh, Noel, you know this, so fill in the blanks. But Noel and I were riding in, um, we were riding in an Uber, and uh, we got a lot of Chicago shade thrown at us. That's a nice way of putting it. Yes. So this guy was basically like, "You're from Chicago? Ugh, it's like the murder capital of the world. Everyone gets shot there." And he was just kind of going on and on. And I chose to just not participate because <laughs> this guy did not deserve the five star rating I gave him. He, no, he, what, what does it take for you to, <laughs> <laughs> you know what it takes for me to give you a low rating? It takes you to drive a really backwards way to riot fest oh, and yeah. drive 25 miles an hour when there is nobody in front of you causing me to almost miss the band that I wanted to see. That's what causes a poor rating. Oh, I thought you were talking about that chick that remember that time when I asked her to the uh, bad religion. She just drove us. Oh, maybe I was with. Maybe I was on my way to meet you. You were on your way to meet me because I don't recall that. That was unbelievable. She took us like a half an hour to go, like five minutes. God bless her. She was. She seemed very kind. I'm sure she was. So four stars. Anyway. <laughs> no, this so kid. Anyway. Yeah. So we're in this. We're in this Uber, you know, and one doesn't like to, uh, let's say, put themselves out there to get murdered. So most of the time, Noel and I just like nod and shake our heads like good German foreign exchange students. Mm-hmm. But this guy really, really wanted to come at me and talk to me about like how awful Chicago is. Um, and I finally, like, he was like, well, you get there, you get shot. Everyone there has a gun and you're going to get shot. Blah, 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 blah. And finally I was like, you know what? Uh, I've been in LA now for three days and I have found out so much more about your city and just how crazy it is. I was like, I would much rather somebody put the barrel of a gun in my mouth and fucking shoot me than like tie me to a chair, stab me for three days, um, you know, just to keep me alive and see me in pain, chop me up, put me in the refrigerator yeah. and have a neighbor find me six months later. Right. Which happens there. That's a thing that happens there. I mean, like, here's the thing. You, I'm not kidding. <laughs> like, no, I mean, you get literally <laughs> cut in half and like everybody knows the Black Dahlia murder. Yeah, we're going to talk about her a little bit. Right. But what people don't know is that there were other women that were also killed that same way. Yeah, dude. And there are theories that the Black Dahlia murderer was a serial killer. Uh-huh. Like, that's a lot of ladies to be cutting up in half. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah. Oh, here's another one. Um, uh, and she... She's not going to be on my list of ghosts. We're just, we're going to start rocking and rolling after this. Cause <clears throat> man, Hollywood, you got a lot of ghosts. Yeah. So, um, fancy ghosts. Yeah. I was talking to, um, this, uh, tour guide. who's just so, 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 so wonderful. And like, I have, I always get on like random conversations with people. And, um, he was talking about, uh, Dr. Laura Schlesinger's mother. Oh, do you remember when I told you this? You did. And it's. <laughs> Horrible. <laughs> Almost as horrible as Dr. Laura herself. Oh my god, is there anything more horrible than Dr. Laura? Who she's is, not a real doctor. No, she was a PE doctor. Kinesiology. I got it. Okay. 
I just did, you know, listen, we have fans who probably are kinesiologists. Like, good for you. Yeah. It, took, it takes a lot of work. Thank but you. you don't go on, like, national radio pretending that you know anything about family's relationships and, like, act like you're some sort of psychologist. Unless you are Dolly Parton in the movie Straight Talk. <laughs> yes. When you are a doctor of love. Right. Well, and the second turning point of that is they figure out she's not and all go and, and she loses everything. Correct. But then she finds love. In James Woods, uh-huh. of all people. Yeah, an awful man. Terrible person. Terrible person. But if you're looking for some great uh, Chicago scenery, yeah, that's the movie for you. Sure. And you like Dolly Parton. And it's got a great opening number. I mean, can she write an opening number for a song or what? She really can. So it, Killing it. <laughs> I love that movie. I do too. There's a line in it when she sings, um, uh, questions I have many, answers I have few. <laughs> oh dolly oh dolly all right so uh ladies and gentlemen i'm so sorry you will probably email me and say you didn't even get to my favorite haunted place in hollywood yeah you're right this might we might need to do a part two time out before you go into ghosts yeah. are you going to talk about dr laura's mother oh my god yeah i almost forgot to we know. got so wrapped up in straight talk yeah, you're right. Okay, you guys. Because this is a crazy story this is that should be shared. Thank you for, like, slowing my roll. Yeah. I, I thought we were ready to, ready to go. Okay. So I'm talking to this guy, and he's like, you know who Dr. Laura Schlesinger is? And I'm like, yeah, she's a total piece of shit. Do I? Uh, and he's like, okay, well, we're on the street where her um, her mother's body was found. Um, in an apartment. Don't worry. She was she was inside. I don't know why that, that makes it easier. <laughs> Indoors. Well, like, Hollywood... Hollywood has outdoor murder too. That's <laughs> yeah. what I'm not trying to say. So um, he's like, yeah, she died in that apartment, pointed out, and she was there dead for three months. Oh, no. Yes, Ugh. for three months. And this <sighs> is so disgusting, guys, but um, her body had seeped into the carpeting. So when they took her out of the home, they had to take her, they had to cut her and the carpeting out of the home. Because her skin had become one with the carpeting. That's just so sad. Yeah. It's disgusting. And Dr. Laura was like, Mom, she died the way she lived. Alone. I was like, what? Doesn't that, like, make you want to know so much about her childhood and what her story is? I mean, yeah. Because I need to know she everything is, now. She is crazy. She is. She's a horrifying woman. What, what did she say to that one woman um, who called in about... Uh, it was a it was a racism issue, and she kept calling her hypersensitive. Oh no, I don't remember that. But yeah, what a jackass! She was terrible. Anyway, anyway, uh, yeah. So Sad here's stuff. the thing: I love my mother. No, well, you, you have strong feelings for your mother. I I do <laughs> mostly positive. Yeah, no, I like I absolutely worship my mother. And if some if like that story was so horrifying to me, and I talked to Laura, and never even checked in on her mom. Just like no, I mean, I talked to my mom probably twice a week. Sure. Sometimes. My mom and I text a lot. Yeah. I yeah. Put, I put Bitmoji on her phone. So. Oh, man. We're. <laughs> I. We're doing it, everybody. Would love to see Karen Stagman uh, do some Bitmoji. Oh, that's hilarious. She does. The one with the skateboard is <laughs> probably my favorite. <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, I sent her. Yeah. I sent her the one with me on the stripper pole. Uh-huh. Uh, not so much. Well, no, she loved it. I don't know that she fully understood it. Because she it. kept sending me hers back. Because I think it just looks like, it's so much fun. Because the, the stripper pole one, you're smiling a lot. Okay. So it doesn't necessarily look like, I'm a sad stripper. Not that all strippers are sad or whatever, but. <laughs> <laughs> it's just weird for, like, my 70-year-old mother to send me, like, her bitmoji of her, like, on the stripper pole. 
<laughs> that is a little, that's a little uncomfortable for me. You know my mom. Any all. Okay. <clears throat> Ladies and gentlemen, we are going to start because we're in Hollywood. We're going to start uh, at the Hollywood sign. Yes. One has to. Yes. Yeah. By the way, one of the best views of the Hollywood sign is right next to the uh, Scientology Celebrity Center on Franklin. Mm-hmm. Correct. Mm-hmm. Uh, can't get a better view than that. I also, and I can't go too far into it because um, Mike Rinder is not on my speed dial, but I had a very strange run-in at the Celebrity Center. Mike Rinder is no friend to the Scientology. Right. Anymore. Right. So, but I mean, I don't have him on my side. He can't save you from them. He'd be on your side. Yeah. Yeah. I've been watching too much uh, Leah Remini. So good. Yeah, it's so great. But anyway, I went to this I went to the Scientology Celebrity Center to look around um, because I'm just like fascinated. And um, the building is absolutely gorgeous. Mm-hmm. It was built by um, uh, Hearst for his wife uh, as kind of like a token gift because he had been uh, stooping somebody else. Of course. And so he was like, yo, what if I just give you this, like build a gorgeous house for you? And we invite people like, um, like, uh, I can't remember his name. Like, like Clark Gable and Humphrey Bogart to like hang out here and chill. And she was like, cool. Yeah, whatever. Okay. That'll work. <laughs> um, yeah. So I sort of like acted like I was just looking around the grounds. But um, some dude came up to me with an earpiece <laughs> <laughs> and, and a very frightening uh, look on his face and basically told me to beat it. So it was. That's probably for the best. Yeah, it's probably for the best. And then, yeah, I can't go far into it because I mean, what if they're listening? They're always listening. Ah, oh, save me, Mike Rinder. Save me, Leah Remini's nails. <laughs> <laughs> they might do. They might inflict more harm first. Oh my God, her nails. Okay, so we're gonna take you to the Hollywood sign. Um, this is up on Ledgewood Drive. It is probably the most iconic sign in the in the history mm-hmm. of the world. Mm-hmm. Um, we're gonna start with Peg Entwistle. Yep. Okay. Um. She was uh, an actress uh, in the 20s and 30s. She, um, her life was kind of difficult. She was raised by uh, her father. Um, she had lost her mother and stepmother uh, early in life, uh, which kind of led her to sort of have like a, well, I don't know. I want to psychoanalyze her, but she kind of kept falling into like broken relationship after broken mm-hmm. relationship with men. Um, actually as an actress during the time at Whistle, who very few people can remember now, had, uh, some pretty good movies. She, she had, um, <clears throat> some good critical reviews. She shared the stage, the stage, she shared the screen with Humphrey Bogart. Um, but she really was sort of like not destined to be like a star star. Mm-hmm. She was just like a comedic ingenue and she had like smaller roles. Got it. Okay. Anyway, in September of 1932, Peg Entwistle climbed all the way to the top of the Hollywood sign. Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. Right. She climbed to the top of the H and that woman threw herself off the H of the Hollywood sign. I'm shaking my head. Uh-huh. Sad. Yeah. Sad news. Mm-hmm. Uh, did she leave a note? Oh, you know what? I think so, but I, I didn't write it down. I don't remember. We don't, do we know why? Uh, why she left from the Hollywood yeah. sign? It's basically like a big fuck you. Not famous enough. Yeah, like, like, screw you, Hollywood. Okay. Yeah. Uh, on September 18th, 1932, a hiker found her body. Uh, she's blonde, blue-eyed actress. Her body was crumpled uh, in a ravine below the Hollywood Land sign. At the time, it was called Hollywood Land. 
It actually was uh, the Hollywood sign. People probably maybe don't even rem- remember this or realize this. It was an advertising. It was a function of advertising right. for um, actually a real estate company. And now it's so iconic as just sort of an advertisement for the for LA as a whole. Right. Uh, but the land part fell off. We'll get to that in a second. But anyway, um, people have reported seeing a woman near the sign matching Entwistle's description. She's dressed in 1930s clothes. Um, people have seen, uh, say they've actually seen a female figure uh, jumping from mm-hmm. the H. Um, <clears throat> visitors who uh, uh, go up to that sign uh, pick up the scent of uh, gardenia perfume. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you were wondering um, uh, how far up that is, um, it's uh, the the top of the H is about 45 feet from the ground. That's a good fall. That's a good fall, but that's, I feel like some <laughs> might be able to survive that. Yeah, but I mean, I, would, I wouldn't be able to. No, I mean, I'm totally, my body's <laughs> completely ruined. I, I would like, I mean, if I fell down just your steps, I would, yeah, yeah. I would at least be in a coma. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> You have to be. You have to be like fall down four steps and just break your ass. I'm just crumbled. (laughs) Somebody find me some Jameson stat. Oh, Mama needs her juice. I think yeah, you'd have to be like pretty high on like PCP and boozed up and your body completely loose for you to be able to sure just to bounce bounce yeah yeah. But um, so Peg Edmissel. Anytime you look at the Hollywood H on the Hollywood sign, please think of her leaping to her death. Um, uh, second thing, I actually don't have this in my notes, but I did find out something interesting. You want to hear something interesting? No. Oh, okay. Moving Move on. on. Um, <laughs> disgusting multimillionaire, uh, whoremonger, uh, uh, Hugh Hefner. Yeah. Is actually the one who restored the Hollywood sign. Really? Yeah. In the eighties, in the late seventies, in the eighties, it was crumpling and it was falling uh-huh. apart. And he uh, raised the funds. Uh, I think at the time, and I don't have this on my sheet, so you can, you know, certainly email me at highspiritschicago at gmail.com. Um, but it was $20,000 uh, a letter. Okay. To get that Hollywood looking um, uh, back good again. Um, they're no longer made of wood. It was made of wood, which right. is why it fell apart. Oh, I thought and it still was. No, it's like a, it's like a. Aluminum siding, kind of plexiglass situation. Oh. Yeah, so um, it, they're unlikely to fall apart and look like shit again. Okay. Uh, listen, Hugh Hafner, you might have had seven girlfriends at once and uh, at a later time ruined uh, Holly Madison's life, but <laughs> thank you for preserving that Hollywood sign. Also, hashtag Team Holly. Oh, my, and like, like, who are the others? I don't even know. We don't. God, Why I mean, even waste my time? Ugh. Ugh. I've read so much about you, Hugh Hafner. I'm disgusted by you. People got Legionnaire's disease in the grotto. <laughs> I mean, like, I don't. If you went swimming in the swimming pool at the Playboy Mansion, you'd fucking get, like, a disease that you're not supposed to get. That's not okay. No, it's That's not. That's horrible. Anyway, thank you for saving the Hollywood sign. I guess you got that going for you. Uh, We're going to move on. Let's go to the Knickerbocker Hotel, shall we? Yeah. You'll find a lot of things on my list are about hotels. Um, a lot of people, a lot of stars and uh, started off sort of being transient. Mm-hmm. Then they would move to a home and then they were just sort of like knock about hotels. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the Knickerbocker Hotel uh, is on 1714 Ivar Avenue. I actually went by it and I can attest to this that it is now a senior living facility. Huh. 
I met three women outside and, um, they were, uh, uh, they do not like, um, uh, gapers and gawkers. Ah, okay. Yeah. So, so they're like the security. Yes. One was in a wheelchair, uh, smoking a cigarette and she was like, we just, we don't like visitors who are here to see ghosts. And so of course I lied. <laughs> like you do. Like you do with my Midwestern charm. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what, what, there are, there are ghosts here. <laughs> and she's like, yeah, the ghosts of Marilyn Monroe. And, um, uh, who else did she say? The ghost of Marilyn Monroe and Valentino, but, but we don't want people to come see him. I was like, oh, there are ghosts. Okay. <laughs> and then I walked away and I was like, that was the fucking best thing that's ever happened to me. <laughs> I tricked an old lady. <laughs> First of all, into thinking I was not a gopper or a gaker. Gaker? Gawker? Yeah. A gaper or a gawker. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then she basically was like, yeah, we, we have ghosts here. So that was cool. Um, the uh, Knickerbocker was originally built in um, 1925. At the time, it was a fancy hotel. Okay. I can attest to this. It is not now. I was going to ask about that. Yeah. No, it it, it, it doesn't seem nice. Um, Rudolph Valentino is said to haunt there. He haunts the bar. The woman in the wheelchair did not tell me exactly where he haunted, but the internet told me. Remind me. The bar. Again, how he died. Did he commit suicide? I don't think so. You can look him up. Are you, is, are you doing your phone? I, I, I am. I'm looking because as soon as you said his name before, I was like, how did I think he drunkenly just kind of like. There's something about him. Yeah. So y'all, Valentino, while she's looking this up, Valentino was like a fucking like stud muffin of silent pictures. Right. He had he that was... weirdo mustache that John Waters tries that like sort of emulates. And he was just like. Right. A serious hot piece of snatch. And also very small. Sort of the prince of silent films. He was the prince of silent films. He was kind of like the first sex symbol. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, he was only 31 when he died. I, a friend of mine um, used, is just obsessed with him. He used to actually kind of have like this, I don't want to call it a shrine, but... Sure. No one wants to call anything a shrine. Uh, but he had like this nice like Valentino area where he like had this really cool picture of him and a couple of like things that he had gotten on eBay or something. I don't know. Um... Oh, he, I think, died of pleuritis, which was a uh, result of... Is that alcoholism? No. Um, mm-hmm. it, it was it was kind of like a result of, like, appendicitis and gastric ulcers. And oh. um, the, the pleuritis, which something, I, I think it's a lung condition. I, I don't want to, like, waste too much time on this, but... They ended up calling it Valentino's syndrome. Oh, well, look at that. But when he died, um, an estimated 100,000 people lined the streets of Manhattan to pay their respects. Oh, my. Yeah. And this was in 1926. Ah, well, he must have only. He was a big deal. Well, the, it was the apartment was built in 1925, so he must have spent quite a year there. Yeah. To keep going back. Yeah. Um. Anyway. He was a big drinker, so he liked that bar. Now, Marilyn Monroe uh, hangs out in the ladies' room there. Marilyn Monroe and Joe DiMaggio spent their honeymoon there, which is why she probably sticks around. Oh, yeah. So it's probably Marilyn resonant energy because she she is she's everywhere. everywhere. Yeah, yeah, people are, I mean, she's, yeah, she's the Abraham Lincoln of Hollywood. You know, people just see yeah. her everywhere. 
Um, director D.W. Griffith died in the lobby. Okay. Yeah. He was actually walking down the street, um, kind of like shambling a little bit. And it seemed like he was like, um, according to the people who were with him, uh, he's a sort of blustery kind of person. And it seemed like he was like injured and slurring his words. Uh, in our time, we would say he was probably having a stroke. Ah, okay. But he just was like, I ain't slowing down and I'm not. And they were like, uh, DW. Anyway, so he got to the hotel and then he. <laughs> they were like, he's having a fit. Yeah. DW, stop having a fit. He's having a fit. Oh, put this, my. Put this wooden bar between your teeth. He's like, I don't have time to slow down. I've got to make films, pictures, films. <laughs> Bite down on this leather strap. <laughs> oh, DW, what's going on? Anyway, what was going on is he had a stroke and he died in the lobby. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. You guys, actress Frances Farmer, mm-hmm. who I j'adore, um, mostly because Jessica Lange played her in the movie called Frances. Yes. Do you remember that? Mm-hmm. Ugh, it's so great. And she gets a, well, not to ruin it, but it doesn't really ruin anything. She got a lobotomy. Do you remember that? Yep. Mm-hmm. It's very sad. It is really, really sad. But anyway, when uh, she was uh, uh, about to be arrested uh, for insanity. Because um, you could be arrested for that. Yeah. Well, I guess like her family sent the, the. They tried to commit her. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And they so sent, they, sent yeah. The, they sent the heavies to the Knickerbocker Hotel. Okay. And that's where they took Francis Farmer out of. Uh, and finally, one of the most famous reasons to uh, know about the Knickerbocker Hotel, um, that uh, is where Bess Houdini would do her seances. Oh. Mm-hmm. And as you, as you know from uh, our previous episode about spiritualism. Yes. Episode something. Yeah. Uh, nothing came of it. He never came back. Never came back. Um, yeah. After Harry Houdini died on Halloween 1926. His widow Bess attempted to contact him every year for 10 years with a seance on the roof of the Knickerbocker. Not a mucho thing happened. Not Uh a thing. That was their agreement, right? Yeah, she had like a code uh, from him. I don't know what it was. We'll never know. I mean, I think actually she told someone. Uh, But I don't know what it was. It was something mundane. Yeah. Here's the thing. I mean, I, I try to make, I mean, if I'm, if I'm going to come back as a ghost, Noel, I'm going to haunt you first. And um, it's just going to be real mundane. Just so you know, it's me. You'll probably touch my hair. <laughs> no, because everyone touches your hair. <laughs> I ask all ghosts to touch your hair. So you will not know it's me if I touch your it's hair. It's like I have a Beyonce fan on me at all times. Because <laughs> ghosts are just touching my hair and it's just flowing. Uh, I'm surprised we're even friends for um, the amount of time I ask ghosts to touch your I hair. I know. It's horrible. I never. I'm always like, if there's a ghost in the room, touch Noel's hair. <laughs> But they don't. Just always looking behind me. Oh, man. All right, y'all. We're going to take you to the comedy store. That's it. Uh, 8433 Sunset Boulevard. Formerly owned by Polly Shore's mom. That's right. That's right. Uh, Mitzi Shore. Yeah. Yeah. Um, You guys, the comedy store, before it was the comedy store, just so you know, it only became the comedy store in 1972. Um, It was Ciro's Restaurant. Mm -hmm. Do you know what that is? I know that it's a, it's a, it was a restaurant that like, um, it's a, it's a mob, shoot them up, bang them up uh, kind of restaurant. I was actually going to do one on the comedy store, but there's just not enough. No, there isn't enough. Yeah. I'm just going to, I'm going to whip it out pretty quickly actually. Uh, but anyway, the comedy store, um, in the forties and fifties, this is in, um, West Hollywood, which we really enjoy. Yeah. The WeHo. I like the WeHo. Um, well, West Hollywood was a gangster run place with gun bites in the street. Um, Mickey, 
Cohen, who was referred to as the king of the Sunset Strip, mm-hmm. everyone, all gangsters always have really long nicknames, which bother me about them. Nicknames are supposed to shorten the conversational endeavor. Unless you're like, like Bugsy Siegel. Hey, Mickey, king of the Sunset Strip Cohen. <laughs> yeah. Seems like a, long, a lot to say. Um, anyway, he used that club as the base of his operations. So the building has um, a bunch of like peepholes and uh, places for um, uh, mobsters to be able to like see who's coming and going. Okay. So there's a lot of areas where like you can, yeah, where people just could kind of see what's happening. Um, to this day, there's still a hole in the stairway that fits a gun. Cool. Yeah. So you can shoot someone coming up and down the stairs. <laughs> yeah. Um, now the basement of the club is, um, is actually where they would, um, execute people. Okay. Yeah. Here's something really weird. I will, I will say this cause I think, I, I think it's really unusual. Anyway, they, they must've murdered upwards of like 20 people in the basement. Um, and for years, the comedy store, uh, denied that they were like ghosts in the basement. Um, and any of this shit was happening, but now they've embraced it and they've started doing haunted tours of the basement mm-hmm. in the comedy store. Which is great. One last thing. Um, Oh, so, uh, obviously people can hear, I don't know if it's obvious, but they can hear voices and cries and snarls coming from the basement where all those people were murdered. Snarls. Snarls. Um, which doesn't sound nice. No. No. Um, here's something I did not know about the comedy store. Maybe you did. Um, there is a woman who would perform illegal abortions there. Oh. Yeah. That was, like, sanctioned by the mafia? Yeah. Or... Interesting. Okay. Yeah. So I don't know if she performed them primarily for the mob or if the mob was, like, an act- a young actress got in trouble and they'd be like, we, ha- we have this, we've got this woman who works the backroom Ciro's restaurant or whatever. But abortion was illegal. Right. It almost seems like it was just another money-making thing. Right? <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm sure. Yeah. Anyway, uh, this woman, um, and I'm surprised it's just the one. But she, uh, uh, one of the women that she was giving an abortion to died. Okay. Yeah. And so both of them are said to haunt that building as well. The doctor and the dead woman? Yes. Okay. Yes. And I, I, um, I know that you didn't mean to say it. The, the woman providing abortions was not, not a, doctor, a doctor. But she, but she aspired to be. Well, <laughs> yeah. We're going to take you to the Pantages Theater, 6233 Hollywood Boulevard. Hey, guys. There's a really great show going on there right now called Hamilton. Hamilton. That's my Really? Yeah. Hamilton. Go see it. It's so good. I'm surprised you didn't, like, do, like, a throwing away of my shot, something kind of like. Well, I just, like, when you say the name, I feel like I have to echo it. Oh, I see. I see. I see. Yeah. Hamilton is playing at the Pantages Theater. Um, and, and it's haunted. And some of the people that we hung out with, uh, in Hollywood might want to know that. They probably don't. No, they don't care. Okay. Um, it's not that they don't care. It's just that they don't know. Okay. That's all. Um, <laughs> they're fine people. <clears throat> well, Wait, Howard. Tell me, okay. You're going to tell me who's haunting it? Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. Great. Howard Hughes, uh, used to own the, uh, Pantages Theater, um, 
And he built a door that connected his office directly to one of the theater balconies where we, he would um, go out there and think in the dark. Now, just in case, yeah, I mean, Howard Hughes was a weirdo. I think I've done a lot about Howard Hughes in the past. Uh, so that sounds about right for him. You know what? At this uh, point in my life right now, I definitely can relate to thinking in the thinking dark. In the dark. <laughs> there have certainly been moments this week where I'm like, you know what? I just want to sit in the dark room with my thoughts. Uh-huh. So people see him um, all the time in the dark, allegedly <laughs> thinking in one of the theater balconies. What He's, version of him are they seeing? Uh, you know what? I, I didn't. Are they seeing Playboy Howard Hughes, or are they seeing, I'm like, hoping so. wackadoo I'm hoping males. they're seeing um, the Leonardo DiCaprio version, the cute one. Me too. I mean... Me too. He owned it in 1949, right? So they probably are seeing the cute version if it's President Energy. Good, good. Um... Apparently, they see him, um, they see Howard Hughes um, constantly in his former office on the second floor. Now, Howard Hughes, uh, aside from being a uh, coxman. <laughs> I like that we just keep bringing coxman. I know. <laughs> he really, yeah, he got laid a lot. Um, he uh, was definitely a workaholic. And so they yes. see him in his office all the time. Yes. Um, Hughes RKO Pictures bought the Pantages in 1949. Um, now, during uh, Restoration in 2000... Uh, people said they would see this. They would see um, a man stepping off the balcony, walking along the scaffolding, and standing over the shoulders of workers to inspect their work. Okay, and I think this was Howard Hughes. Okay. Restoration, just so you know, uh, uh, ghost fans um, will definitely bring out the ghosts. They yeah. do not like it when you fuck with their shit. Nope. Um, but that's okay. I mean, keep keep reinvesting. The Pantages is better for having that remodel done. Well, it's confusing for them because they're in a routine. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, <laughs> and like, wait, where's my like, office? Wait, who took that wall down? Yeah, why there is my... There used to be a wall here. I used to be able to walk right through it. And you know how our and Hughes now... just hates open concepts. Right. <laughs> and now I'm still walking through it, but without walking through the wall. Right? It's just an open space. It's unsettling. It's very unsettling For the and sense. confusing. Uh, there's one more um, ghost at the theater. Um Apparently, this sounds fucking weird, but there was there was an actress who, who died during a show in 1932 at the um, Pantages Theater. Um, anyway, during a cast recording, much, much later on, um, there were microphones set up in the theater, um, and someone said they heard um, singing into the microphone where um, no one was on stage. And so, um, I guess, according to the people who are... Uh, like, you know, the legend of the cast recording is they, they were like, wow, this is like, this, this is like an inspi- uh, an aspiring singer who's living out her unrealized dreams by performing on this soundtrack. <laughs> I could not figure, I could not find out what soundtrack and I would love to listen to it to see if we can hear like some sort of like willowy whispery voice just singing. Oh. Ring in the clouds. <laughs> or something. I know it's Send in the Clouds. But. Send in. Uh, yeah, let's find that. Let's make that happen. Yeah. I got a short one. Already <laughs> so gross. If you're in the room, touch Noel's hair. <laughs> um, Grauman's Chinese Theater. Yeah. 6925 Hollywood uh, Boulevard. Very, very famous. You, uh, you will recognize it from all the uh, jackholes standing outside dressed as Superman and uh, minions. <laughs> um, 
been actually pretty inexpensive parking around that area. $15 for a full day. Good to know. Yeah. Good to know. If you want to know. Um, anyway, actor Victor Killen, who is best known as Fernward Flasher, that was his role on Mary Hartman, Mary Hartman, um, haunts this uh, forecourt at the Chinese theater. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Kellen lived near the theater and was beaten to death in his home. Oh. Yeah. In 1979. Um, some stories say it was burglars. Um, others say that he had invited a man up from a nearby bar. So either way, either way, listen, beaten to death is Victor Killian. We're we're sorry for that. That's not good. No, we hope you, we hope you're at rest. And honestly, I hope those like minions and Spider-Mans are not bothering the shit out of you. (laughs) I hope it's resonant energy. I really do. Cause if if that's like a, like a actual like interactive um, apparition, I listened, I spent five minutes in front of um, uh, the Grom and Chinese Theater, and I was like, this place is the worst. How confusing the minions must be. <laughs> to me. <laughs> to a ghost from, what? when did he die? He died in um, 79. I mean, yeah, 79 is not that long ago, but, um, but even, you know, yeah. How confusing out of context. I think they're confusing to anyone under they 10. They must be, yeah. To be honest with you. Right. There's not a lot going on there. Well, and listen, I've seen most of those movies, and I still don't quite understand what they are or why they are. <laughs> I, I saw Despicable Me on a, a, a plane ride home from Paris mm-hmm. when I was crocked to shit on champagne. Um, quick story. Um, I got bumped up to first class. Yeah, I remember. Right back. I remember. And um, I, it is, it is the experience of a lifetime. Yeah. And here's the thing, they will come around with, um, uh, they don't stop. They don't stop. They it's don't like stop. an eight-hour fight, and they're like, "Would you like more champagne?" And my, listen, my mind said no, my mouth said yes. You just keep accepting. <laughs> well, like... really, it's rude to say no. Yeah. It's rude. I mean, I might have been the only one awake, but man. Awesome. Dude. Yeah, I want to. I went on a skybender. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. I wish you had been there. We could have talked about ghosts. Would have been nice. Yeah. Thanks for the invite. Sorry. Whatever. Let's talk about the Queen Mary. Okay. Um, she's actually in Long Beach. That's a ship. What is that? Uh, don't worry about it. Okay. <laughs> Just some technical difficulties, and we're back. And we're back. Okay. If you wanted to find the Queen Mary, you would see her at uh, eleven twenty six Queens Highway. Um. In Long Beach, she was a luxury liner. Um, she made her maiden uh, voyage from Southampton, England, in 1937. That's a long way around. Yeah. Uh, the ship was, like, a really big deal. She hosted everyone from Bob Hope to Winston Churchill. Oh. Oh, the Winston Churchill, played by the John Lithgow in <laughs> The Crown. <laughs> I'm, I'm, int- I'm curious as to uh, the route that the Queen Mary took. Did they actually go through the Cape? Well, no, actually, the the boat ended up being there. The queen actually sold the boat um, in 1967. It, I believe it would just go back and forth from New York to um, Southampton. Okay. And, and then, then they, they ended they up... They just flew it over. Yeah, maybe. In parts. Maybe. Maybe they or actually... They, or it. they actually went all the way around that one time. Right. But you know how, like, London Bridge is somewhere in Arizona? No. 
Yeah, it's true. <laughs> like, never like, the, the, the song of the, or the bridge of the famous London Bridge is falling down, falling uh-huh. down, falling down is not in London. It is, uh, uh, it was bought, uh, and is somewhere in Arizona and they, they nailed it over by pieces, but I think they actually probably, uh, floated the Queen Mary over to, uh, uh, Long Beach and she's just been sitting there. Maybe through the, the old Panama Canal. The Panama Canal. Yeah, all right. Um, so, um, her glory was sort of short-lived um, because in World War II, um, the Queen Mary was drafted into uh, service as a ferry ship carrying troops into battle areas. Okay. The boat was stripped of her uh, chic facade, and it was um, a painted camo gray, and they Ooh. began to refer to it as the Gray Ghost. Oh. Yeah. So this is what I was about to say. Uh, uh, after years of service in the war, uh, the Queen Mary was eventually sold. Um, uh, and then she, I think she was able to float around and stuff. Um, now though, she's been in the same spot. She's a floating hotel. Um, and she's been there since 1967. Okay. So ghosts have been spotted in Queen Mary's engine room. Now we're going to talk a lot about class here, which I just think is interesting. In the first class swimming pool, people have seen women in 1930s bathing suits wandering the decks. Uh, a young woman uh, in an evening dress can be seen in the Queen's salon. Uh, in several of the first-class date rooms, people report seeing a man who looks like he's from the 1930s. Oh. And then we're going to take it all the way down to the second-class swimming pool. That's right. There were two. Oh, man. But uh, only the second-class people can swim in this one. I'll tell you this. The third-class didn't get a swimming pool. I read about that, and I was a little bit destroyed. Because um, we'd probably be third class. We would probably be third class. Yeah, we wouldn't get a what swimming pool. What would we pool. do? It's not okay. I'm fine without no, it. No, I'm not. Do I have a viewing deck? Well, <laughs> one has to wonder then. That's where that's where I become destroyed. Like, if I don't get a pool, like, what else is missing? Where Where are my other amenities? Yeah, it's probably best you never know that there's a pool on the first and second I know. Class. Like, blindfold me and send right. me down to the shithole. Right. As long as they come around every, like, 20 minutes with champagne, I'm fine. Or does it motivate you to aspire to be first or second <gasps> class? Yes, it does. It's a motivator. It's a motivator. It's a bootstrapper. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. Strap them up. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> that, my friends, is an exercise we just realized in uh, capitalism and work ethic. Ta-da! Ta-da! Germans. Uh, in the second class swimming pool, uh, a little girl, I know you won't like this, is said to have drowned, oh. and people report seeing a young girl with a teddy bear wandering around. Oh, God. Oh, that's so bad. That's so sad. And then in the third class children's playroom, which third class it was probably just, they were playing with, like, empty bottles and tacks. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Could not have been nice. I mean, yeah. Barbed wire. <laughs> Dinner from last night. <laughs> yeah, play with this. Here's some stale rolls. <laughs> Um, biscuits. But they, uh, yeah, people say they can hear uh, a baby crying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. We're going to move on. Uh, we're going to go to the Millennium Biltmore Hotel, which okay. is on 506 South Grand Avenue. This is important because we already talked about her. This is, um, Elizabeth Short. This is the Black Dahlia. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this is, uh, the last place that Elizabeth Short, um, was seen alive. Yeah. Her ghost is said to be um, haunting the lobby. Guests also say they have seen a black lady-like figure floating down the 10th and 11th floor hallways. So go to the Millennium Biltmore Hotel if you'd like to see the Black Dahlia. When she actually is fully intact. She's not cut in half in any of these scenarios. Poor Elizabeth Short. Right? (sighs) 
I'm going to tell you a really weird story. Um, Griffith Park, which I went to as well, um, 4730 Crystal Springs Drive. I did not know it was haunted at the time I went. It's just like a state park kind of deal. Okay. Um, once you go from the Scientology Center. <laughs> it just, all comes back to Scientology. Yeah, it, it really does. You just keep driving and then you like get, it's like, would you like to like come into this like really great state park or whatever it is? And I was like, yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Are there Scientologists here? Uh, I would imagine there are some. Yeah. I don't know if they're bragging about it. I mean, everybody's got to stroll through the park at some point. Right? Um, lots of people go hiking there. Blah, blah, blah. But anyway, um, here's the history of it. In the late 1800s, wealthy landowner Don Antonio Feliz died suddenly from smallpox. Ooh. Yeah. As legend, as legend has it, when his beloved 17-year-old niece, Donia, was cheated out of her uncle's will, she put a nasty curse on the land and its owners. Since then, untimely deaths and ill omens have befallen the land's deed holders, including Griffith J. Griffith. Griffith. Griffith um, is that his real name? Yeah. Griffith J. Griffith? Yeah, which is why it's called Griffith Park. So Griffith is his first and his last name? Griffith Griffith? <laughs> I mean, I, yeah, yeah, yes. That's worse than, like, naming your kid, like, Bob Bob. Well, no, I was thinking, like, Eric Erickson or, or William oh, Williams and, and, and yeah, just kidding. This is not a political show. And if you don't know who Eric Erickson is, that's fine. Good. You're all the better for it. Yeah. Philip Phillips, you know, like <laughs> that's just so Griffith Griffiths. That's terrible. It's dumb. It's like Chris Christie. Yeah. Like, why do you do that? I don't, <laughs> I don't know. What's wrong with you people? Yeah. They're... I'm calling you out. If your last name is Johnson, you're not naming your son John. You're just not doing it. You might. But don't. But don't. Well, listen. Griffith was its last owner, and he, um, oh, you guys, he shot and maimed his wife. Oh, Andy's an asshole. <laughs> Probably because he's pissed off about his name. Yeah. Well, maybe it was the house that was controlling him or the land that was controlling him. It's huge. So, anyway, um, he donated the... Um, uh, 3,105 acres to the city before he went to prison. Um, because he, he said that the land itself was tainted. Okay. And, um, I don't know if he just had one of those things where like, he just like fucking snapped and killed his wife mm -hmm. or if it was like a Stanley hotel situation that like just being there will make you crazy. Yeah. Who knows? But anyway, um, so the land is supposedly haunted by uh, Don Antonio Feliz, Dona Petronilla, Griffith J. Griffith, um, a young girl, and several other, hello, Noel, you might like this a lot, humanoid beasts. Yeah. I could not find more about the humanoid beasts. Upright canines. Right? <laughs> People say they've seen a young Donia uh, in a white dress on horseback riding the trails of Griffith Park. Okay. Um... This is the most fucked up thing I've ever read, and it actually has names, and I don't know if this is, like, an urban legend. I don't know. Guys. Apparently, they number their picnic tables, which isn't the most horrifying thing, but it's very specific. Picnic table number 29. Okay, so the story goes like this. Um, and I love, like, everything I read was two young lovers were, like, loving each other. Yeah. Right? <laughs> I know. But let's just put it this way. Like, um, it's, 
Okay, so like two teens were like boning on a picnic bench. Yeah, is, is what they mean to that's say. Better. But no, <laughs> but nobody on the internet knows how to say that. Oh God! Right? Because you don't want to like I don't know. You, you don't want to sound crude. Yeah, you don't want to sound crude, especially like for this one. We know their names: Rand Garrett and Nancy Jeanson. They could have said exchanging an intercourse. Yeah. <laughs> Just like put like the technical term. Yeah. On. No, but they, yeah. they everything was like two young lovers Gross. loving blah. Anyway, well, so these two teens were boning. <laughs> uh, Rand and Nancy <laughs> on Halloween, nonetheless, in 1976. When a tree fell over and crushed them. No way. Yeah, they were boning and a tree crushed them. Oh my god. Yeah, how fucked up is that? And then, like, as did like Michael Myers step out from behind it? No. Because he pushed it onto them? No. He's, was it Jason Voorhees? He's not from the area. Okay. Neither of them are from the area. Uh, right. Yeah. You. Yeah. Okay. But it's something they would do. It's within their character. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, this sounds insane. Whatever parent did this, this doesn't make any sense at all. This is when the story would be really picnic against... twenty or picnic table twenty nine. Twenty nine. Just gonna log that into the old brain vault. <laughs> We're going next time we go back, and you de- you're not working. I'm taking you to picnic table. I'm definitely going there. Okay, but like here's where the story completely falls apart. <laughs> because it says their bodies were cremated, and their ashes were sprinkled around the table. What? That wouldn't happen. A loved one of mine uh, recently passed away, and he his ashes were sprinkled in the church's memory garden. Interesting. I cannot imagine, like, if you were a parent of these teens who were boning on table 29, if you're like, you know what, let's, let's put their ashes where they did the last thing that they probably loved the most. <laughs> <laughs> it just doesn't make sense. It's anyway, but whatever. Both parents, too. Yeah. They agreed. That they that were was, like, you know what? This is what they would want. As in life, as in death. That's weird. Isn't that weird? Um, anyway, to this day, uh, people report spooky happenings. <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> spooky happenings. And this is also table 29. How did I miss you? Um, whenever somebody tries to remove the tree uh, from picnic table 29, um, they can't. It still sits atop the picnic table Wait, to this the day. the tree is still the on top tree of it. is still there. <laughs> <laughs> this is the weirdest, biggest story I've ever read, but Jesus Christ. Oh, my God. God we're bless it. you, whomever. LA this. friends, please go there. Yeah. Take pictures. Send them to us. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. I'm going to take you to the Hollywood Roosevelt Roosevelt Hotel Noel, and I did actually in real life take you to the Hollywood Roosevelt Hotel. I went Hotel. to there. Yeah, you did. It's at 7000 Hollywood Boulevard. Yes. Yep. It actually competes with the Knickerbocker Hotel, which I mentioned earlier, for the most celebrity hauntings. Okay. Marilyn Monroe mm-hmm. uh, appears in full-length mirrors uh, in Suite 1200. Okay. Montgomery Clift is said to hang out in room 928. He's shot from here to eternity. Ah. Uh, and stayed at uh, the... Roosevelt when he did so. Um, Humphrey Bogart, Carmen Miranda, and Betty Grable also stay there. Carmen Miranda. Carmen Miranda. I didn't even know that when we went there. Oh, that I would have invoked her spirit. I That would have been so much fun to have her around. <laughs> that would have been amazing. Um, I would have totally made her touch her hair. <laughs> uh, if, like, a banana, like, fell into my lap, oh my I would God, have been like, Carmen Miranda. Shit, that would have been amazing. Um, the drinks were not very good. They, yeah, it was just okay. Yeah. But they had this... Beautiful, beautiful ballroom. Yes, gorgeous. Um, and um, there's 
a upper level and at the, and the upper level, there's a large portrait of Marilyn Monroe. So they clearly embrace the haunting yeah. there. Outside the hotel, too, is the um, star of Catherine Hepburn. And also the star of Errol Flynn. And Alice Cooper. Yeah. Errol Flynn, um, uh, sexiest swashbuckling uh, rapist of his time. Yes. Mm-hmm. Correct. So, um, um, now, I didn't know this, that the Hollywood Roosevelt Hotel um, was the home of the first Oscars. I also did not know that. Yeah. Apparently, a ghost of a um, man in uh, uh, 30s era attire is said to hang around the Blossom Room. Okay. And, of course, lights and faucets are known to turn on and off. Okay. And the switchboard gets calls from vacant rooms. Hotel shenanigans. Stuff like that. Stuff like that. Kids having fun. Nope. Ghosts. Kids. Ghosts. Okay. Kid ghosts. Whatever. Um, <clears throat> the I'm going to take us a little bit further out from uh, L.A. We're going to go to Pasadena. It's not too far. The Colorado Street Bridge, 504 West Colorado Boulevard. It's a beautiful bridge. Look it up. I'll post something on the internet about it. Um, but it is. Uh, it was completed in 1913. It spans the Arroyo Seco River, which was once part of Route 66. Um, excitingly, that is not the modifier I put on my sheet. I just didn't know how to segue uh, for the first time ever. Um, it... The first person uh, committed suicide on that bridge in 1919. Oh, okay. Noel Schmidt. Yes. There are 102 and counting documented suicides of people jumping off that bridge. Whoa. Mm-hmm. Why? Why? Don't know. It's a beautiful bridge and bridges have that thing of attracting. It's kind of like the Brooklyn Bridge or the Golden Gate Bridge yeah. or whatever. Like people just like, here I go. Okay. Got a couple stories for you. Um... Many people uh, committed suicide off that bridge during the Great Depression. Um, people report a construction worker who supposedly fell uh, into the concrete during um, the construction of that bridge. Oh. Um, actually, to curb the problems, the city of Pasadena uh, put up a couple of fences. It is not curbing the problem. People are climbing the fences. And, yeah, uh, yeah. Well, I appreciate the effort. Yeah. Uh, people have seen um, a man leaping off the rail when they go to help him. Uh, no one's there. Um, they've seen a woman crossing the bridge. Cars actually swerve to miss her, but then she vanishes. Uh, people have seen a woman in a white flowing robe jump to her death. Homeless people who live under the bridge uh, uh, constantly report someone uh, uh, whispering, your fault. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, yeah, she says it a lot. Your fault. Oh. And then I actually have a name on someone. Uh, Myrtle Ward. Real person, so let's treat her with respect. But Myrtle Ward uh, committed suicide and attempted to kill her three-year-old daughter with her. No. Yes. Ward mm-hmm. threw her daughter off the bridge, and then oh she leaped God. herself. Now, Myrtle died, but her daughter did not die. Her, her, her fall uh, was broken by um, trees, by, by, a, by a thick um, sort of bunch of trees, and she survived. Do, so is the bridge over, is it like an overpass, or is it over water? It's over water. Okay. It's a really beautiful bridge that is over the um, uh, Arroyo Seco River. Sorry, you said that. Yeah. yeah. I'll, no, I'll show you a picture. You'll um, see. 
But anyway, they, 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 uh, people say they see Myrtle Ward, uh, walking the bridge looking for her daughter. Oh God. Um, because she was never reunited with her in the afterlife. Yeah. Myrtle did not know that her daughter lived. Jesus. Yeah. They are still, uh, about 10 jumps per year. Wow. I only have a few more. Stick with me. Okay. Um, let's go to, um, Culver Studios. Okay. 9336, uh, Washington Boulevard, Culver City. Mm-hmm. Uh, noted films that were shot here were, uh, Gone with the Wind and Raging Bull. Okay. Uh, it was built in 1918 by silent movie pioneer Thomas Ince. Mm-hmm. Ince died in 1924 after falling ill on newspaper mogul's uh, William Randall, excuse me, William Randolph Hearst yacht during a star-studded cruise and dinner celebrating Ince's 42nd birthday. So let me just try to say that one more time. Ince died at his birthday party on, uh, on Hearst's yacht. I hope he was having a good time. Well, I don't think so. Oh. Um, <laughs> the official cause of death was listed as heart failure, but legend has it that Ince was actually shot. No. Yes. At his birthday. At his fucking birthday, dude. Um, that he was killed by Hearst, who <laughs> was aiming at Charlie Chaplin. Oh, man. Who had been having a mistress with, uh, sorry, an, an affair, affair with uh, Marion Davies, who yeah. was Hearst's mistress. Right. So Hearst, not only was a murderer, but a bad shot. Yeah. Some say Ince's ghost uh, still shows up to work <laughs> at the studio. <laughs> uh, and he can be uh, seen walking through walls and criticizing the management. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Yep. Whip those guys into shape. Um, the Hotel Cecil. Okay. We have to talk about her. Elisa um, Lamb. Yep. It's not called the Stay on Main, and actually they're rebranding. Rebranding. Rebranding again. It. Yeah, because it used to be like on the edge of Skid Row. Uh huh. And so it, and when Elisa Lamb went there, um, it was still not a very mm-hmm. nice neighborhood, but it was, you know, an affordable place for a nice Canadian girl to stay. Yeah, and die. And die. Well, let's talk about the Cecil Hotel. The building um, has an unsettling history. Uh, it had been a den of drugs, death, and mystery. Mm hmm. In the 1920s and 30s, there were dozens of murders there that were unsolved. In the 60s, there were suicides out the upper floor windows. Um, I don't know if you knew this. I did not know this. Um, (laughs) Serial killer Richard Ramirez stayed there. I did know that. I don't know why I'm smiling so big about that. I mean, we're both really way too excited about that. I did know we that. We do. We have a thing for our Ramirez. Yeah. That's all. That's all. <laughs> he had really nice flowy locks of... He had, was, he was nice? yeah. just fucking disgusting teeth. Terrible, terrible teeth. Uh, did you know um, <laughs> Jack Unterweger, the Austrian serial killer? Unterweger. Unterweger. <laughs> yes. Jack Unterweger, the Austrian serial killer, um, who I'm not... I don't know why I'm smiling all the way through this, but it's, it's just kind of exciting. For me. Um, not only did he stay in that hotel, he was wanted for um, the murder of women in several countries. When Unterwager was staying there, he killed three people. I didn't know that. I, I don't even know him. Uh-huh. I'm going to look him up, though. After yeah, this. we're going to post about Jack Unterwager. Um, Unterwager. Now, this is a story that I feel like everyone kind of knows, so let's go through it. In t- uh, 2013, I guess the hotel, Alyssa Lamb, which Noel was talking about, went missing. More than 15 days later, patrons of the hotel began complaining that the water coming from the taps and showers 
was discolored and tasted funny. A maintenance worker went to check the hotel's rooftop water tank and found the body of Alyssa Lamb. She had been there, yes, since she went missing for 15 days. Uh, The security camera footage, which I'll post online because it's online, um, from the night she disappears, uh, shows her uh, appearing to talk to someone, but the camera cannot pick up or see who it is at all. There's no one there. But it looks like she's having like an aggressive conversation and or fight with somebody. It's it's really interesting because she and I yeah we'll post it so I won't go too much into it but she runs into the elevator and then yeah it looks like she's talking to somebody and then she like pops out and looks around and it's hard to tell if she's either being playful or if she's terrified yeah she also does this thing where um she like her her fingers do this weird movement where they almost look like they're being kind of bent backwards and like disjointed. Um, she does have a history of, um, not schizophrenia, but like some type of, um, mental illness Uh and she was on her medication that we know of, but yeah, there's, it's a fascinating story because it's just such a mystery and like, Mm -hmm. it just doesn't make, none of it makes any sense. Yeah. Well, the, um, police ruled her death an accidental drowning, but many people believe that she was murdered because she was this tiny little girl woman woman i only want to clear that up because she people... was like 23 yeah i don't i just don't want to she watch. was like recently graduated from college she's yeah. this tiny person who somehow made her way to the roof of the the building and got herself in a cistern got oh. herself in this big drum like was that had been uh covered by this really heavy cover yeah. lifted that up and threw herself in there it just it doesn't work yeah um or she was possessed Cecil, or she was possessed. Yeah. Or That's, on PCP. Um, nope, no Cecil, drugs were found in her system. Well, it had been 15 days. You and I did the CSI experiment. I know. Or experience in Las Vegas. You know better than that. <laughs> For shame. Um, anyway, uh, here's a weird little story. I don't know if you know this. The Cecil moved um, all of the guests staying at the hotel there to a different hotel. But 11 people chose to stay. And they had to sign a waiver acknowledging the health risks of using contaminated water. <laughs> That's when you're like, oh, yeah, I'll move hotels. That's all. Um, let me go out. Uh, oh. Yeah, I'm just going to do uh, two more real fast, and then we'll, we'll go away. Um, the Hollywood Tower. This was the inspiration for the Tower of Terror theme park ride oh yeah um it was a luxurious apartment that catered to the wealthy um still there okay uh it's less luxurious than it was uh in 1959 george reeves who is best known for playing superman on the adventures of superman uh was found dead in his home there mm-hmm. he had been shot in the head the police ruled it suicide but friends of the actor said that he was murdered since then tenants in his former home in the hotel uh, they say that he reports he, he reportedly haunts the bedroom. Several times the room has been found a mess. Pillows and sheets tossed around, furniture knocked over uh, right after the ocup- occupants had cleaned it up. One couple even, even claimed that Reeves' ghost appeared to them in the living room dressed in his Superman costume. <laughs> Allegedly, there are many spirits there, um, and people report uh, ghost, uh, the ghost of a man standing on the seventh floor. Um, and then there are, uh, kind of like how we talked about with Resurrection Mary, there are actually 
maybe five different entities, but because George Reeves, who played Superman, was so famous, most of that activity is attributed to him. Okay. But it's a very, very haunted hotel. Oh, all right. We're going to go to one last place, and that's the Wonderland House in Laurel Canyon, uh, 8763 Wonderland Avenue. Um, The story... I know that you're very big into pornography, so of course this should resonate with you. Great. Uh, but uh, one of um, one of the most famous porn stars um, with a giant wang, um, allegedly, maybe not, murdered four people in a drug tra- in a drug transaction at the Wonderland House. You know who that is? Um, I'm picturing him, and I can't remember his name. John Holmes. John Holmes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. John Holmes. Um, beautiful. Yeah, beautiful blonde hair. <laughs> uh, I actually read an entire biography about John Holmes. That is right. That is. So yes. I'm going to try to condense this into a two minute story. But yeah, he, uh, when I say giant wing, um, you've never seen anything like it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you're fantastic. An, yeah. I mean, let, let me just say this uh, uh, 12 and a half inches. Well, hot damn. Yep. <laughs> like, that's not, that's just not easy to get many things. No, looks, I mean. Looks good on screen. But I will say this from the biography. pants. Right? <laughs> I will say from the biography that uh, uh, it, it, it was difficult for him. Again, it was it was something that looked good on screen, but it never really. Right. It was sort of too hard on him. Whoops. It was <laughs> difficult for his <laughs> uh, partner's. I'm sure. Yeah. And his pants. And his pants. And you know what he did? He kind of looked like Matthew McConaughey a little bit. Yeah. So I'm picturing him like with that, all right, all right, mm-hmm. that porn stash. Yeah. And pantsless. <laughs> anyway, um, <clears throat> July 1st, 1981, um, at the Wonderland house, um, uh, four people were killed. Uh, Billy DeVarel, Ron Launius. Sorry, Ron. Can't, I don't know how to say your last name. Barbara Richardson and Joy Miller. They were all bludgeoned by an intruder while they slept. Um, Sarah, Sarah, sorry, blah, blah, nope, take that back. Susan Lanius was the only survivor of the attack. Okay. But she couldn't provide uh, clues to who the killer was. She didn't know. Um, police believe that the group was targeted by Eddie Nash, who was basically like a, uh, uh, kind of like a drug dealing, like kingpin. Kingpin, okay. uh, which is probably why it was easy, not easy, quote unquote, but easy to bludgeon the victims because they were kind of like in a drug stupor. Mm-hmm. Um, what had happened was that Nash suspected that the Wonderland group had robbed his home and he wanted revenge. Um, so he got none other than porn star John Holmes, who used to perform in adult films as Johnny Wad, mm-hmm. to commit these crimes. Okay. Okay. Around the time of the murders, Holmes' drug addiction made it hard for him to keep up his lifestyle. Um, and so he was already doing small crimes to kind of, like, get by. So he was like, I'll do it. Wow. Yeah. Now, according to prosecutor- prosecutors, Holmes willfully helped Nash carry out the murderers. Um, according, though, to the defense... Holmes was forced to help Nash kill the people at the Wonderland home. And that he actually didn't kill anyone himself. Okay. Holmes did not testify. Um, later on, though, he was acquitted. 
He spent 110 days in jail uh, for refusing to cooperate with the investigation. Um, no one knows really the true story, and Holmes actually died uh, in 1987, so we may never know. He actually died of AIDS. Right. Yep. Ugh. So we may never know uh, the true story um, of what happened at that Wonderland um, house, but it is very, very interesting. And then I actually, I have one more thing just because um, I skipped a couple of things that I have on my sheet and sometimes I bum Noel so much that I found a story that I thought you might like. Oh, okay. Um, it's ghost cats. Yeah. <laughs> ghost cats. <laughs> Noel does not experience living people ghosts. <laughs> she experiences animal cats. Only, only ghost, cats. ghost cats and maybe yep. one ghost chicken. <laughs> well, anyway, there's a mission. Uh, it's called Mission San Bonaventura, mm-hmm. uh, 211 East Main Street. Okay. Near. Right? That's near where we stay? Oh, yes, it is. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, cool. Anyway, the lore, <laughs> the lore is that Father French Francisco Uria kept four pet cats who he loved so much that when he died, the four cats suddenly marched to the chapel. <laughs> Sorry. They each leaped to the rope of the no. chapel bell so they could swing it back and forth, tolling out the mournful message that the Padre was dead. No way. And then they died. <laughs> <laughs> Those cats. Go. Those cats. I'm wearing a cat t-shirt right now. I know. Check me out. I get it. (laughs) (laughs) It's really funny. Um, You guys, thank you so much for listening to this. I actually skipped so much because LA is the most fucked up haunted place you'll ever be in your life. Um, And most of it, it, it's just so murdery. Murdering each other, everybody. Um, Hey, we've been doing this for a year now. <gasps> oh my God, we had our ghost anniversary. Our ghost anniversary. Yeah, our ghost anniversary. Uh, we're uh, things have been a little crazy for us in our lives. Oh so my God, we uh, haven't been able to put on the uh, ghost extravaganza that we were yes. hoping to do, but that is going to hopefully happen soon. Yeah, I think it's in, it's in the books. It's in but, the books. Uh, it's going to be spooktacular. We are going to spooktack it up. But yeah. yeah, we've been. This is a year. Um, and Noel and I have never done anything for more than a year except for be friends with each other. That's amazing. Yeah. So this is quite a commitment for us. I know. Um, thank you so much for listening and for staying with us and, um, humoring us in our ridiculousness. And also don't fuck with me. I know the Viper Room is haunted. I know that the Chateau Marmont is haunted. (laughs) I know that all these other places are haunted. I just didn't have time. There's only so much time. I just imagine one of my emails being like, Jay, did you know that blah, blah, blah is haunted? We'll do a Hollywood part two. Yeah. I mean, we might have to. Yeah. Yeah. So. So, um, Noelle, who was your sponsor? Uh, Hubnub Pinot Noir. Did you want to try for a tag? No, I'm sorry. <laughs> Rub it's... elbows with Valentino? Yeah. Yeah. There you go. There you go. I'm drinking Hop Smack, uh, W, W, hello. Hop Smack Double India Pale Ale. So, that's Hop Smack. That's kind of fun. It maybe gotten in my system a little bit. Um, cool. <laughs> it's doing its job. That's how booze works. Yay. All right. Well, thank you for sticking around with us for this episode for this year. And um, we, of course, would love to see you at our High Spirits uh, Facebook, High Spirit Chicago podcast Facebook, 
highspiritschicago at gmail.com and any of the various other things that uh, mm-hmm. we use to promote this show. Yes. Um, I hope you have a really great day or uh, evening or whatever oh, the hell you are, nice wherever you are. Yeah. Oh, we have so many international listeners. It might be day when they listen to that's it. That's true. Thank you for listening. Yeah. I mean, I, I, God only knows why. Every time I see that, I'm floored. Flabbergasted. Flabbergasted. Thank you. On the floor. Um, <laughs> so thanks, Emil. Um, all right, Noelle, you know what you have to do. Um, sweet dreams.